Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Nuggets is confident, but they see the what we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this family is running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to 48 Minutes episode I Stopped Keeping Track. I am one of your hosts, Alex Derrickson, and joined this week by the mayor of Carl Anthony Town, Tim Daniel. Oh, we stopped. I want that to be my intro all the time. Just me doing that or the whole nickname, the rigmarole? All of it. Okay, I was going to say, I need you to expound on that, because you can't just be like, I want that to be my intro, because I don't know what that is. <laughs> exactly. You know, there's a lot of components and moving parts there. So, uh, speaking of moving parts, we got a big loud boy with us, with uh, Sean Loud Mike Mackey this week. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well loudly. You're doing well loud, loud, loud looks? <laughs> What's, uh, so so you, were, you were saying you're not you're not on your PC anymore. You're, you've moved on to something called a Pixel Book. Um Explain, because you made me feel old. Okay, so so I I decided to not buy a Mac a couple of months that, ago. That's fair. Save yourself thirteen hundred dollars. I did. I did. I I saved three hundred dollars actually. Oh. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, Do you have a coupon? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I I decided to go with uh with Google instead of uh instead of the uh, the 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 macbook or anything like that just because i i liked the almost 4k screen on this sure. and, and the the things that it can do because it's basically like it's it has i think six or eight gigabytes of ram Ooh, and it's uh it's running basically like android stuff so it uh, it's just so quick it just it doesn't matter what you do, everything mm-hmm. just works on it. Except for your sound settings. Except for sound settings. I'm going to have to look into that. I apologize to our <laughs> listeners today. No, no, no. We, we, we got it. We got it squared away. And since, yeah, my you know, mute, my mic, my uh, volume is very low tonight. It's yeah. We we'll we'll figure it out. I'll take care of it in, maybe, in the maybe post production. Maybe, maybe if we maybe if we all just talk loudly, no one will notice. <laughs> that's called a horn section of a band that can't play well. <laughs> that that's what that is. That's just if we play our horns real loud. Like like a ska band. Are we talking like? No, boingo. more like a more like a scat band. Boingo, boingo, elbow drop. What are we doing? Uh, there's like one person <laughs> since then. He's like elbow drop. I know those guys, <laughs> and it's you. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, this is 48 minutes. It does come to you each and every week across podcast services around the globe. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear with your eyes, you can go to 48minutesnetwork.com. Get caught up on all of the older episodes that we've done since the beginning of our time, not necessarily time in general. And if you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to us on your podcast service of choice. If you're listening to us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, make sure to go in, hit the subscribe button, make sure you never miss an episode. And if you could leave us a real nice, juicy five-star review, that's only going to help us and it doesn't cost you anything besides maybe a minute of your time and a couple of button clicks. Uh, So please, if you could help us out, that's always good. It helps keep these mics on. Well, 
uh, last week was our playoff preview, and we kind of we kind of screwed the pooch doing that one. Didn't we? About six hours too early. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Thanks luck. a lot, Oklahoma City. I know, right? We were like, Oklahoma City's the seven seed. What a fun game that's going to be against Golden State. They're the four seed, right? Uh, I mean, very. I think outside of that, not a whole lot got messed up. So you know, we're we're a few games deep into the playoffs uh again i think cleveland is is playing the indiana the indiana pacers right now currently and lebron's having some sort of coronation majesty game uh yeah a nice little rebound game that that we've grown used to in this era uh so how are you guys feeling you know a week deep in the playoffs sean you can go ahead and knock that one out mr loud man <laughs> uh, I think everything's kind of kind of going along the way we thought it was. I mean, everything's coming up pelicans. Everything's coming up pelicans. I've I've been very impressed with that. I was uh, super impressed with uh, Philly's first game. Uh, Called the pelicans winning. Huh. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm I was very impressed with uh, with the Heat winning the second game. So hey, that was I think that was Tim's predicted uh, Dwayne Wade playoff game. Call yeah, it. You Tim's, did. Tim's called a couple things. He's, he's right you now. Did. He's he's pelicanin. He he gave us the old pelican brief, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's turning up that that heat with Val Kilmer. Ah, <laughs> 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 movies. But so I did I, say that the Cavs would sweep the Pacers, and that didn't happen. Uh, we all kind of said the Cavs would sweep the. So you know, you stop that. Uh, you you don't shoulder that load by yourself, my friend. That is okay. that is. Um, did, did, did I say that or did I say one? I don't, know. one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember what I predicted. You weren't. You were talking a lot quieter back then last week. I know. I, I no one probably no one even heard me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so right 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 now at the time that we're doing this, uh, the Cleveland's up ten, about a minute away from halftime. Uh, I on the topic of them, like how good. I I want to retract my statement because I, I said that series was going to be. A case of will the real Oladipo please stand up? And he was going to answer with a resounding "Nah, I'm good." Uh, Jesus, <laughs> did he ever show up? <laughs> he's the sole reason they won for they, the sole reason they won Game One. He's the sole reason for a lot of good this season. For yeah, them. agreed. Yes, yeah. he's, he's been unbelievable. He's definitely most improved player. There's no one that comes close to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, he got some nice minutes from Lance Stevenson too. Yeah, um, we got we got some Lance LeBron again. That was nice. It's a doozy. Yeah, it's it never gets old. It's a doozy of a feudsy. I know. Do you think George Hill was telling LeBron like Lance was like to do this to you, and tries to do this <laughs> to drive you nuts? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like George Hill's too distant from from Lance to uh, know any new tricks he may have developed. You know. True. I think that um, you know, honestly, I was telling Sean this, and I I know the first quarter was like thirty three to fourteen. Sure. I thought the Cavaliers honestly played really good defense the rest of the game after the first quarter. I mean, they're the only team that lost that didn't give up 100 points at all in the playoffs so far. So, in um, you know, they also, they missed a lot of open shots. They were, I think, 8 of 34 from 3 in mm-hmm. Game 1. So, I think the Pacers were beneficial of having Oladipo, obviously, you know, with that running, with that run and shoot uh, offense he was he was playing in the, uh, by himself. And then, on top of that... Um, they were very beneficial of bad shot selections by the Cavaliers, and mm-hmm. anyone not named LeBron James or J.R. Smith not able to make any shots either. And, I mean, that's kind of what we've been saying all year, though, right? Because I, I said that in the yeah. text during the game was, like, this is a Cavs team that only likes to play three quarters. Uh, and it just kind of depends on on which quarter they were going to play. And I think when you come out 
a, to a, a hungry Pacers team like you're getting, the one that's got the rumbly and the tumbly, and they you come out hot in the first quarter, and if that's the quarter the Cavs decide to take off, you can't play catch-up the whole time. Uh, I was thinking the same last night with Miami and Philly. Like I, I almost tweeted, I almost tweeted this, and I was going to say that if Miami enters, I think it was halftime. It was either halftime or entering the fourth. I think it was halftime entering the third. I said if their halftime lead wasn't at least fifteen, they were going to lose that game, and I think they went into it with twelve and they won. But there was a brief minute where I'm like, oh, shit, I should have tweeted that because the lead, you know, you could see it chip away. And that's going to be, I think, the case for a lot of these, especially in the East, because you're starting to see kind of the more grindier games coming out. Uh, and I, I save for maybe you know Boston and Milwaukee last night, but uh, when uh, Eric be... Bledsoe said, "Who the fuck is Terry Rozier?" Oh, and Terry Rozier reminded him, and Eric Bledsoe was like, "The basket? What the fuck is that?" But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a it's going to be a playoff series where you're going to have to play all four quarters. And we're seeing that with Houston and Minnesota too, which is what I want to kind of get to eventually. Cause that was, Ooh, man, I'm you're talking about me having some sour grapes. I kind of just discounted Ooh, Minnesota, but that's a, uh, that's a topic I have planned. Don't you worry, my friend. Good, 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 good. But uh, yeah. So is this going to be a situation where LeBron's going to just have to shut, like pick the team up in his little hobo sack, put them on a stick <laughs> Over his shoulder and back. Let me just carry you guys to our next home. It's oh seven. Yeah, it is exact. It's it's oh seven. No doubt. It's a. Uh, this is this is a. Tim said this earlier, and I totally agree. This is a NBA lottery team without LeBron. Mm-hmm. But I, I think with oh seven, that I think oh seven is better than this team because this was that was LeBron's coming out party that was him you know four years in the league that was him being like look this is as good as I can be if I stopped here I'm still great but he continued to develop his game in 2017 when you're 2018 11 years later he should not still be having to do this I agree um I think you know they obviously shot themselves in the foot in the roster. This is why I've always I've always thought they should have never traded Kyrie Irving. If he didn't want to play, it would have been like, okay, well, don't play. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just kind of dealt with it. But I, only I think that's see- worse for the team, though. If you just have a star player like that, it's like, I don't want to play here. We'll get I, to that. Okay. That's, right. in, that's in the Kawhi conversation. It, it is in the Kawhi conversation. Yes. But- Ka- Kawhi-versation. <laughs> yes. I, I know uh, earlier when you were talking about Sean buying a Mac, I was almost saying we could have had the Mackie book, but I stopped myself because oh, I didn't God. want to take your oh, God. I didn't want to take your trademark. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, but I see where it comes from in 07. Only the only thing I say is like 07 didn't have another guy like Kevin Love, but 1718 mm-hmm. doesn't have a Zadrunas Ogalskis, and that's weird for me to say that that's my comparison between the two <laughs> of the eras. Because Jordan Clarkson is definitely I mean I'm sorry, no, George Hill is definitely Eric Snow. Like that is totally like those guys at this point in their careers. Um, let's see who else was on the team. Jordan Clarkson is definitely Booby Gibson as far as like that guy that can come in and score like very fast and then goes back to the bench. So yeah, it, it's pretty similar. Yeah, I just it's this is a I don't think LeBron came back to Cleveland for a season like this. No, you he know. came back for Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, and right, and and for and no one, no one, I think at this stage 
in the season, injury or not, can blame Kyrie Irving for wanting to step out of the shadow and cast his own. Oh, I agree. Granted, yeah. he's he, granted he's going to be doing it alongside Gordon Hayward next year, and probably Al Horford and, and Jalen Brown, Tatum. Jason Tate, goddamn, Jason Tatum, uh, Terry Rozier, if he sticks around, you know, there's Boston's got a sweet, sweet, good looking core in there, and it's a shame that a certain team didn't do a little worse in the lottery or a little worse in the season, where Boston probably could have netted them another high first rounder. But it's mm, it's it's a situation where you almost like. Villainous LeBron for me is gone, and it's. I'm, I'm so at the happy point. To hear you say that. I mean, you have to respect him. It's. I don't have the John Jones sentiment with him anymore, where it's like, fuck. I like watching this guy fight, but I hate this person. Like, I think the decision was still a, a, an egregious misstep in his career, but I think he's acknowledged sure. that enough. Uh, but it's to a point now where it's like, man, this dude just flat out deserves better. And I think that's the big difference between 07 and, and now because you're 07, like I said, you're watching a good player get great. This time you're watching an all-time once-ever talent kind of just be like, God damn it, I have to do this again. He looked like 07 for a minute in the first quarter last tonight. He looked like uh, the 25 straight against the Pistons. Yeah, he's looked phenomenal tonight. I mean, he has a end-of-the-game... Uh, stat line already and it's halftime so I mean I, I don't really know um, yeah I think I, I, I kind of agree with Alex I don't I don't uh, you know I don't hate on the man I don't think he's a villain anymore the way I you know I don't really think there there are any really good villains I mean I know Tim's gonna disagree with that and say the Golden State Warriors are villains but I I don't know. I, I they don't make themselves villains more than they actually are villains. Yeah, they're not really villains. I mean, the the Miami Heat were villains when they yes, came they in. were. They were villains. They were cool. Oh, they were straight up the NWO man. They they were NWO exactly. That Phil Collins yeah, the, intro. The Warriors, are, the Warriors are the Nexus, basically. Yes. So, uh, come on. We're gonna bring Nexus into this ten. What are you doing? Do you want me to say the Shield? Would that be better? LWO. LWO. <laughs> is that racist? No, it's not racist. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Oh, Kevin, Love, uh, Kevin Durant called us blog boys, so. It's, uh, it's, you know, I don't know. I, I want LeBron to succeed for the sake of him because we're, I could, I could talk about this all day. God damn it. I'm going to go on, a, I'm going to go on a quick tangent, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you the, the abridged version. Uh, so we're, we're still suffering, I think, from uh, a point of of nostalgia glasses, so to speak. Where, oh, sure. I mean, look at go to the ESPN comments section, which is just a fucking disaster in the first place. But when they posted about Russell Westbrook having back to back triple doubles for like, average for the season, it's just people discrediting it you know telling like saying like he doesn't deserve it he didn't earn this it's the team you know it's people like steven adams boxing out two guys so westbrook can get the rebound and all these other things it's it's hashtag stat chaser and with lebron it's always like he's never going to be jordan and if he does better than jordan he's never going to be russell if he does better than russell he's never going to be magic you know it's he is he has surpassed every single like NBA icon save for maybe one. I think you're going to get to the point where you can start making the argument soon that he's, he's tugging on Superman's cape a little, but I, I think we need to just scale back 
as fans, as, you know, journalists, bloggers, whatever, and respect what's going on and, and say that someone like LeBron does deserve better, that he's not getting what he's owed as a player in the state of his career. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. Um, there was a meme that was going around around the All-Star break when he won All-Star Game MVP. And I know Sean kind of wants to throw in a sense here, so I'll, I'll kind of touch on this point real quick before Sean gets his uh, say in. Um, there's a meme that talks about the picture of LeBron. It says, at one, some point, an NBA season's going to tip off at the end of October, and LeBron James is not going to be there anymore. Right. And I thought about that and went, that's weird, because I know you guys are slightly older than me, but like I've been watching this guy play since I was 11 years old when he was at St. Vincent St. Mary's, and their games were on ESPN or they were on pay-per-view. I don't know if you really remember that or not, Alex. Uh, I remember the the ESPN St. Vincent St. Mary's game because I I remember yeah. watching it being like, oh, this guy is the future. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, when everyone's kind of cramming it down your throat, you know, at that age, uh, everyone was was curious, so everybody was watching those games. So um, yeah, it is. It would be weird. It it. I mean, LeBron's you know my age or a couple months younger than me, so um, it's. Uh, it's going to be weird to think, you know, there's going to be a time where he's not going to play because, uh, you know, along with Alex, I think Alex and myself kind of took a couple years off after the uh, the Bulls dynasty sure, in the, the early 2000s. And, you know, we both kind of got, uh, got raked back in in like 2003 after Kirk Heinrich went to Chicago. <laughs> so, which seems like forever <laughs> ago. <laughs> I can't wait to tell my son one day and be like, Yep, and then it was Kirk Heinrich that brought me back into basketball. <laughs> and some Ben Gordon and Lou Aldea and Andre yeah, Snoshione. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I mean, but so I mean, you know, we we came back in, uh, you know, with LeBron coming into the league, and the league was a mess, kind of at that point. I mean, it wasn't a yeah. mess, mess, but I mean, it was just wasn't very exciting. the The talent they were putting on the floor was bad. I mean, the Clippers were like so terrible. It, it was it just, was the Iverson, Carter, McGrady, and that's it era. Yeah, that, yeah, you know? that that's and Shaq and, and Shaq, Tim and, Duncan. And, and, yeah, and then no, no, nobody cared about him then. Right, and then <laughs> nobody appreciated him. Right, and, and we're, I think it's at the same point now when we're gonna have a like Tim said, we're gonna have a season where LeBron isn't at a tip off, or you know, where Dirk's not gonna be there, and we're getting sooner than that than we are getting further away from it. It's. We're going to start missing these players. And sure, the talent's going to evolve and it's going to change. And the game should always be changing. And I, I'm, I'm a big proponent for that. You know, as much as I miss hard physical playoff basketball, like I don't need to go see someone getting a bone broken in the middle of the playoffs when the team needs them most, right? Right. It's <sighs> the game's going to change and these players aren't going to be here. And what are we going to be doing? You know, what are people going to be doing in 2025, you know, seven years from now when someone else averages a triple double? And what are we going to say? Well, he was no Russell Westbrook. And it's like, well, no, when it was Russell Westbrook, you said he wasn't Oscar Robertson. Like, we can't just. Right. Keep. Ah, it's sports not fans just like that. Angry. Oh, for sure, man. I'm glad you said sports fans there because my other point was going to be um, a lot of people can like you of all people who have been my friend for many, many years, are well aware about my affection and for Ken Griffey Jr. Sure. Um, but I am very willing to admit that Bryce Harper has very close numbers in his first seven, his first five years compared to what sure. Griffey did. And I'm comfortable to say, 
I don't. I will never say he's better than Griffey because of where I'm from, obviously. Right. But I can enjoy the player who has very similar numbers to my favorite player of all time and not get mad about it. And I think that's okay. It's the same for me as like if someone steps on the court and they're like showing flashes of Steve Nash. I'm not gonna sit there and be like he's not Steve Nash because it's like. Yeah, like, I love Steve Nash. Steve Nash is arguably one of my favorite basketball players, if not my favorite basketball player of all time. Hall of Famer. And well-deserved. But if someone comes along and they start showing, you know, flashier Steve Nash, whatever, like, fucking more power. That's how it should be. You should be able, the youth and the younger players should be able to examine the current scope, grow up in it, and evolve it. Like, it's the same for when people, you know, not not to throw shade at Sean here, for being like, I miss the Attitude Era of wrestling. And it's like, okay, yeah, sure, the talent level was great, but the wrestling sucked. And, but you take, like, uh, for example, I'm going a wrestling tangent from Metaphors here, but Sean talked about it with uh, the NXT uh, ladder match with Ricochet and how that's built off of what Mysterio did, what Psychosis did, Hooventude, Eddie, Jericho, all in the cruiserweight division. That's every sport, and that's how it should be. We should be able to go, that's great. How do I do that better? And it's always an exciting time to be a sports fan, but we should never look back on it and on the past and be like, LeBron wasn't great because that's just, that's fucking dumb. That's dumb. Yeah. That's like if, like, people like you and me were like, yeah, well, Kareem was just good because he was taller than everybody. Like, no. He was amazing. Right. So we could have this conversation all day, obviously. Right. Before we get to the Western Conference side, we have to talk about some things going on there. The only Eastern Conference series we haven't touched on, we don't really have to. (laughs) Um, I think the Wizards should stop playing playoff basketball. I think they should just go ahead and throw in the towel (laughs) in the series. Like, I hate this team. I don't want to hate this team. But I hate them. They they're they're so bad. They don't like each other. Uh, their bench sucks. John Wall like the times looks like he doesn't want to be there. Last night, him and Gortat are fighting on the on the bench, which Gortat was talking shit about him all offseason while he was out. Um, the Wizards are a mess, and I don't really like them anymore. And I think Scotty Brooks is kind of losing a little touch. I mean, you throw Jan Mahimi on a bench on any team, and they're going right. to be a mess. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think I think putting Scotty Brooks over in Washington was just like this sad, sad ploy to get Kevin Durant to go there. And yeah, it mm. didn't. It didn't happen. Mm. Didn't happen. And and not that Scotty Brooks is a bad coach. He is not. No, he is not a bad coach. But I, I don't know what that. I don't know where that team goes from here. They're almost like the new Atlanta Hawks. Like, like the Atlanta Hawks made the NBA playoffs for what, like 10, 11 straight years. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it was it was it was stupid. They were in there every year, and they made the Eastern Conference Finals once out of those years. They never really got much better. It was just kind of a matchup kind of issue. Like there was that one season where it just things kind of fell in place for them, and they made yeah. it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But but Washington's kind of the same sort of team. They have like a few really good players. They have the best backcourt probably in the NBA, really. But it's like they can't capitalize on it. I don't I don't understand. It's, I mean, to to equate it to, uh, you know, I, uh, it's, yeah, Washington's a very frustrating team because I don't, I think, like you said, they have a good backcourt, but that's kind of where it starts and stops. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you do there, and I don't know if it's a situation where it's like in Phoenix where they have the right coach right now with the right system and Jay Triano, but all of the wrong players. Or if it's a situation where you need to 
you know, whether or not you blow the team up finally, or if you just keep trying new coaches, because I don't think they're anything more than a first round team, healthy or not. Well, the Knicks are trying old coaches, as in their former coach, Mike Woodson. So, you know, if they want to take a page out of that book. Dude, okay, so I was, I saw that the Knicks were interviewing, they're like, who's going to be a better better fit for the Knicks, Stackhouse or Mark Jackson? I was like, fucking neither. Like, absolutely not. Neither of them. Like, Fizdale is right there. Yeah, I think, I think any, any team with any sense would probably go after him as opposed to Jerry Stackhouse. Not that, like, you know, I, I think some of these guys deserve chances, but there are so many, like, good coaches right now that aren't coaching. Like Jeff Van Gundy, for instance. Right. There's Becky Hammond. The, Becky, exactly. Becky Hammond, exactly. You know, yeah. I, you know, so, uh, you know, and that that's, you know, I don't know if we're, we're there yet for, for Becky Hammond to make the jump to, to if, head if coach. She, if she is the best person available and the most qualified person for the job, there's no I, reason why she shouldn't. I completely agree. I completely agree with you. I think I think it's time. I think it's I think we're we're well past that. Um but I mean I'm K Udoka is chilling. I would I would rather see I would rather see Becky Hammond have a shot at at head coaching gig than than say, I don't know, Mark Jackson again. However, to get him out of the broadcast booth, I might be okay with him coaching a soccer well, team. And, and I think it's that's the thing, too, is now everybody's speculating, like, oh, did Mark Jackson, did Steve Kerr's success come on the bones of Mark Jackson? And it's like, no. Mark Jackson would no. have never, Mar- never, no. never in Mark Jackson's illustrious coaching career would he have ever sat there and been like, you know what, the players aren't listening to me, they're going to coach tonight. No, exactly. He would have been like, the players aren't listening to me. Why? I'm Mark Jackson. Right, I'm Mark Jackson. It's like, because nobody listens to you, man. You're a terrible broadcaster. I, 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 was, I was on the Knicks, and then I went to the Pacers, and we beat the Knicks once. Like, just, just fucking hire John Starks or something. Like, you're just going to, like... <laughs> Might as well. Like, oh, we want to get a former player in here. Or, or Coach know, Eddie Curry. It's like, why? Or, or, or Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, I mean, whatever you, whatever you want. Take, take your Sign pick. me up. Take your pick. It's like, well, we can have Eddie Curry or Eddie. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they're terrible. Oh, yeah, that's funny. That's, that's a mess. And I think until you get Dolan out of there, that's, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do with that team, but <laughs> so we want to we, we want to move this out west. We do out west. West the Where east with a start? W. I will start. You know what, man? Uh, sexy man's choice, Tim. So you you pick. Okay, can I go on my Derek Rose tangent now? Go ahead. We'll okay. just okay. Sure. So, so sure, go for it. Wolves Rockets Rose tangent. Okay, go. I'm here's turning my, the mixer down. Here's my point. I'm going to make about Derek Rose here. And this is what's frustrating me. Okay, one, he looked great game one. I was so happy to see him look comfortable. He had, like, his shot was on was on track. He was making plays. You know, he filled, he, he, he fed really well off Butler and Towns and guys like that. Way to go. I'm pumped. You guys, you know, I'm always going to root for that guy. But we just talked about this whole thing with LeBron and how he's going to have to, you know, he's always going to be compared to Michael Jordan. Our current players are always in shadows of people, some of people um, that from that, from past generations. Why is it that Derek Rose still has to be in the shadow of his former self? Why is it whenever Derek Rose has a game like he had in game one, it's, Oh man, it's the MVP Derek Rose again. Like, no, he's not that anymore. 
and that's okay. It is okay, but that's also that's also the issue, right? Is that right. he is this rookie of the year? He is the guy that put thirty six and eleven up and matched Kareem's you know rookie playoff debut number in scoring. He is the former MVP. He is the uh, point guard that was going to lead the Bulls back to the promised land. He is that hometown kid. That's that, that five star attraction. That like you, I don't know the last time I saw an athletic a point guard that athletic that could you know cut to the rim like that and throw down like that and like lead a team the way that he did and the issue is the fact that his 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 legacy so to speak is so fractured by injuries that everybody wants to see him get back there because and I, I get that and I respect that yeah but and I think you know the sooner you accept that yeah Derek Rose the Derek Rose of old is gone and this is the Derek Rose we have it's like I think there's a deep seated like thing in a lot of Bulls fans that for a while didn't want to admit that he just wasn't going to pan out. Right. And you're right there for sure. And My thing is, it's also arguably that he is one of the worst MVPs in the last 10 years. Right. And I understand that point too. The point I'm really getting at is I don't understand why people, you know, I get the people that hold on, they romanticize about the D Rose that we saw those first four years in the league that we went, Oh my God, this is the future. D. Rose versus Russell Westbrook, who would you rather have and why, was the conversation for that time period. Um, but I don't understand why, you know, we can't just say that he, in, a, in the right situation, is a formidable basketball player, and that's what he's been. Uh, Tibbs makes him comfortable. Tibbs finds ways to make him, to get his best of what he is. He's not MVP D. Rose just because he has a usage rate of 30.5. He's a guy that's still really athletic, that's finding what he can do best to get an edge on his opponent, and that's exactly what we saw in that game. I think it's coupled with, too, the fact that he's had off-the-court problems. And he, you know, it's taken until this game and for us to be like, oh, is this the Derrick Rose that we could get used to? And it's to me, no, it's not, because we've seen this. We've been told this story. We've heard this song. It's good the first time you hear it, and then the fifth time you hear it, you realize it's blue by Eiffel 65, and you're just annoyed. <laughs> it's he's not he's not consistent enough with his good games to sit there and be like, why can't this be the that 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 eh, that Derrick Rose? It's because I don't think that Derrick Rose exists consistently. You know, he's always a meniscus tear away or a knee injury away, or I don't want to play basketball because I ate too many gummy bears away. Like it's that, that consistency is why I think people still ride him so hard is because the second he, you know, steps up and does a standing dunk, everybody's like, fuck, here he is. Everybody D Rose is back. Hashtag the return. And it's just like fucking 96 hours later. And it's like, Derek Rose has gone missing. And it's like on the court or off the court, and the news is just like yes. <laughs> and it, it, it pains me to say it because, like, I I love how he looked in this playoff game. I love how he's looked Same. leading into the playoffs. Yeah, but it's can you be can can that be a deliverable service that he can do for Tibbs, for Butler, for Wiggins? You know, off the bench supporting Teague and things like that. Like, if he can do that consistently. Sign me up. Like I will I will hitch my wagon to that car and we will go to whatever city he wants to go to. But until then, nah man, he's still the dude that got traded and waved by the jazz to me. 
Oh, I forgot about that. He was, was the just... guy I thought could be six man. <laughs> and he could. He could. There's no reason. Why can't he be MVP? Right. Why can't he be sixth man? We we, we both thought he was going to be sixth man. Because we were like, God, this team is so loaded walking into this season. It it was great. It sounded great on paper. I had a I had half a mind to agree with you guys. Yeah. But like at the same time, you got to remember at the end of the day, until proven otherwise, he's still Derrick Rose. And all of that baggage and all of you know the negativity that swirls around in, in that cotton candy that is you know what he, uh, the, his other accomplishments. It detracts from that. And you've got to remind, you know, remember at the end of the day, a snake's still a snake, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to touch on that because I think that once um, you hit the nail on the head with my point, Alex, is once we just accept that this moment that we had in game one is going to be here and there, and we accept that he can be a formidable basketball player in the right situation, like a situation where he's sharing the point guard position with Jeff Teague and Tyus Jones... I think we can still enjoy and watch this guy be a great athlete and still use his speed and his ability to get to the rim to take advantage of his opponents. Absolutely. And I can't believe that, you know, if you told me 10 years ago, like, Derrick Rose is going to be backing up Jeff Teague, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> yep, that's correct. <laughs> that, is, that is an incorrect statement, sir. <laughs> how, many, how many absinths have you drank? <laughs> but, like... Yeah, and I, I think, like I said, if Derrick Rose wants to come out in this playoff, you know, th- this this series against the Rockets and lead the bench for the Wolves and average, you know, sixteen and six on fourteen shots a game, that's I'll fine. Take it. That I will absolutely take that. But if he only does that on odd number games, you know, if he only does that like game one three, and if it makes it to five five, where what good is that? What good is putting up sixteen if the next night you're going to put up four? I mean, this is, the, this is the same thing Penny had to deal with after he got traded to Phoenix. Take that Which, back. God, man, we could shine that mirror all day. We could. We could. I mean, it's 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 kind of the same the same thing. And even even when Penny came back to basketball and was playing for the Miami Heat, you know, in his last season, I remember there was one game where he had like 16 or 18 points, and I was like, wow, look at him. He's out. <laughs> he's out there. He's wearing the old pennies, but in the Miami Heat colors. This is great. I am so happy. And like Gilbert Arenas played against him and had him sign his shoes because he was just like so just enthralled that he was playing against the Penny Hardaway. Right. Uh, so I mean, it's kind of the same situation. Uh, their careers. I mean, obviously Derek Derek Rose won a an MVP. Penny did not. But I could we say Penny had a better career. Yes. We'll have to see how Rose's career ends. This well, this is it, Alex. This is you think, you think you think uh, this, 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 is, uh, this is his very last stop. Yeah, I don't. I, well, I mean, are, are you saying like I'm not saying like this is whether or not this is his last stop. I'm saying like next year, do you think he's going to be in China? I, you I know, think, like is think, he going to be playing with I, the Beijing Sharks? I think I think he 100 percent walks away from basketball at the end of the season. Hmm. I don't. I I do, and I'll, I'll tell you why. That ninety million contract from Adidas is going to be too much. Well, how how long does he have? Does he have to pay it back if he does? If he retires, I think he does. Well, when does when can he retire then? Um, I think there's two more signature shoes to come because he actually just debuted the D Rose Nine game one. Well, even which is how many minutes he's playing a game, right? Well, I mean, but nobody's buying these shoes anyway. What does it matter? 
they're not they're not using him as a as a marketable athlete at this point, right? We're past the return. You're correct. Yeah, we're way past. I mean, I haven't seen him in a commercial in like four years, so I I I think he could just cut his loss. And I mean, he has money, right? He has enough money for the rest of his life. He could do. I mean, it's. I mean, we're talking multi multi millions of dollars and I just I, I just don't think he cares about basketball that much anymore. The disappearing I, I disagree. Do you? I do. I think you're I think I think you're just excited because you saw him play one really good game. No, 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 no. I'm, I mean I am excited about that, yes, but if you heard his presser that he did when he signed with Minnesota, that was not a guy that was like, eh, okay, this is it, I'm done. That was a guy that was like I don't give a fuck what, the, what they say about me. You guys want to say I can't shoot? That's fine. I'll prove you wrong. You want to say I can't do? So that's fine. I'll prove you wrong. That was the guy that was like, I'm here in Minnesota to give it everything I got. And you know, if it's well, he's last back with run, his friends, right? If this is his last run, it's not going to be by his choice. Okay, we'll see. I, I was going to say I was going to give him two more years. I, I think he makes it to, to 2020. Call you know, calls it quits. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel bad for the guy. He's going to make a fascinating 30 for 30. Yes, the he mo- is. The most fascinating. It'll be, it'll be a good one. Yeah. Uh, on the topic of that series, though, just, just to touch on it, Minnesota looked great. Like they, they that, did. That is Fantastic. A, that, that was a Tibbs team to a T. That yes. was just because that was fun to say. But it's I, – I, I remember t- I texted you guys and I said – I feel like an asshole because I totally just disregarded the fact that with Butler, that was the three seed in the West. Yeah. And they played like it. They play like it's it's crazy to think that we can have Toronto and Cleveland in the second round and then Minnesota and Houston this round when I think if you asked us at the start of the year, those would have been our conference finals picks. Yeah, I think, um, I'll go, I'm sorry. No, no, I was just saying, and to have the, you know, the capability to have that so early in the playoffs is just kind of a delight. It is, and I think it goes back to the point we made, we kind of made for the past couple months of the seeds don't really matter in the West if you're not Golden State or Houston, because right. but all those teams are so close record-wise, and they're so intertwined with each other that, yeah, it's it's very possible to see an eight-team, this isn't UMBC playing Virginia, you know what I mean? Like, this is a very competitive, very talented team going against maybe the most talented team, one of the most talented teams at the worst in the NBA. Um, I thought they played great. I thought, you know, you could just kind of saw that Houston had a little bit more uh, firepower than Minnesota did down the stretch, and that was the difference. Um, I think Minnesota's going to pull a couple games out in this series. I don't think it goes to seven, but I think mm-hmm. Minnesota's going to be able to take this to six. I think that, Ooh, that, that, I that's, like that. It's a fair assessment. I think we'll see how tonight goes. If the Rockets come out, if the Rockets come out and just flat out respond, uh, it could have been an, an issue of them playing to their you know playing down to the competition. You know, it's it's hard to tell with this Rockets team. I just don't know if Minnesota is necessarily a down to the competition. You know what I mean? Like they're very good, right? But is it also a situation where you know I was talking about how teams can take their foot if they secure a playoff spot, take your foot off the gas through the season. Just make it to the playoffs and then go full throttle like we saw with the Warriors, you know, where they almost swept the playoffs. So it's, I don't think we have any idea how good these 16 teams are until the playoffs. Well, actually, I take that back. I think we know about as good as 12 of them are. Yeah. I think you could make the argument that for from two to four, we probably haven't seen them like at their best. One being, segue, the Golden State Warriors. I was going to say, yeah, and I think, too, 
Um, next year is really going to be the year we see Carl Anthony Towns with all his superpowers of what he can be. Mm-hmm. If if he doesn't have to, you know, go up against uh, the bully on the court, Clint Capella. I right. mean, I mean, man, he's... Clint Capella made him look small. Well, Clint Capella is great. So right, but so is Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony, yeah, I know, and Carl Anthony Towns has played. He's had a hell of a season, right? And I feel like I feel like he almost hasn't gotten enough credit for for what he's done this year. I mean, Butler has done wonders for that team. He is the sure. heart and soul of that team, no doubt. Um, but Carl Anthony Towns is just an absolutely incredible NBA player. I mean, he put up you know Shaq numbers. You know his first his rookie season. I mean, he's just he's just so good, and he shoots the ball so well, and he rebounds, and he he blocks shots, and he plays defense. He does everything that you would want on a team, and and him teaming up with Tibbs is like one of the greatest things that could have happened to him. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think Tibbs is a coach that he's even talked about how Tibbs makes him want to be a better player. Like he was there was that little anecdote that he told where he kept trying to get to the arena before Tibbs. <laughs> it was just, and, and he was never able to. And, right. I mean, you get some workhorses like that together, but at the same time, though, Tibbs has the propensity to, to you know, as a baseball analogy, hear Dusty Baker as players and <laughs> overwork them to the point where they either want to bounce or just, you know, destroy every ligament in their most important parts of their body. <laughs> Just they don't have to play anymore. Or no, I'm talking about like I'm talking about like Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor, man. Baker, you could Baker arguably yep. ruined those guys. Oh man, that one good Reds team. Well, I'm like, uh, well, there was there was two, but there was two. There was three. Three, okay. There, but then there was. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, but there was Pete Cubs with you know Pryor and Wood, where the everyone's like, we've got our pitchers of the future. Wood goes out, strikes out twenty dudes in a game. And then, like, two years later, he's closing because he can't pitch for more than, like, an inning. And then Mark Pryor loses all, all of his velocity and his control. I don't know. That's baseball. But looking forward into time, looking at the Warriors and Spurs, there's a lot of there's a storm in San Antonio, Tim. And I know this is something that's caught your eye, and I think it's going to transition us to bring back the LaBrumer Mill. Yeah. But uh, my favorite mill. I know, I know. I like it more than than windmills. But <laughs> it's it's a time for me to make my favorite basketball pun, and that. So well, this is a dual segment. You ready? Go. Mm-hmm. It's the Labrumer Mill, and it's the it's my party, and I'll Kawhi if I want to. <laughs> so, you you've kept better tabs on this in the last week than I have. Tim, so uh, ca- catch me up to speed with with the uh, with the Kawhi-ness. So obviously, the Kawhi situation is that not only I have another one, he... I have another one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go, go. He's not responding to the text, so it's all Kawhi on the Western Front. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, he's also not even playing in the. He's also not even on the bench during the playoff games. Uh, one point during Game One, there was a thing on his in- on his Snapchat. Where he was playing Fortnite, and he was sharing it, so mm. that's a thing. Mm. Um, the last I've heard in the rumor mill is he is willing to go play. He wants to figure out a situation where he can go play with LeBron. Which, please, um, that is a defensive of, nightmare. Yes, one of the teams that is actually talked about is in fact 
if LeBron does, in fact, stay with Cleveland. The trade that I have heard discussed, now take this for what it is. I'm not starting shit. This is just no. kind of what you see, is Kevin Love, mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson, and the Brooklyn pick for Kawhi Leonard. Mm. You're starting shit, Tim. You are starting <laughs> shit. I don't know what you're talking about. Now, now Sean, on okay. the topic of starting shit, okay. how aroused do you get at the idea of LeBron and Kawhi on the Lakers? Oh, I don't. He's going to Philly. Oh, Kawhi's <laughs> uh, okay. mentioned to Philly too. Okay, and uh, and uh, this, this is this is why I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about this. So <laughs> please so, do with okay. your sources. Okay, I I am. I'm gonna throw this out. So JJ Reddick's <laughs> one year, twenty three million dollar contract expires at the end of the season. Correct. He's had a hell of a year too. By the way, let's not. I, I would I would love to go on and on about how great JJ Reddick has been this year. He's been worth every penny for that team this year. Um. Obviously, King James, he's gonna he's gonna want more than thirty million, and Leonard will make around maybe like twenty five, twenty something around there. So the 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 thing that I'm hearing this is this is my LeBrumer Mill of the day. This is what this is what I'm this is the the fun thing that I'm hearing. They are talking about the Philadelphia 76ers trading for Kawhi. Okay. Robert Covington, I would do that. Markel Fultz, the Los Angeles Lakers pick, and throwing that towards the towards the Spurs to get Kawhi Leonard on that team. Okay, Markel Fultz, I I really want to see what this guy can do. We don't really know yet. Uh, you know, it, he mysteriously disappeared from basketball for a while. Showed back up a few games before the playoffs, and he wasn't terrible. So, um, you know, I don't really. Uh, I don't really know what they can they can do, but uh, I don't know. Could, could you imagine a team like that, though? Mm. Could you imagine it's if scary. that like th- this is the way that this is being the way that this is sounding is the way that Chad Ford said about three months before you know the decision happened. How Miami he had this whole article posted about how Miami could basically get all three of those players, right. and people people laughed it off. I mean, nobody thought he was going there. I. You know, none of us did. Sure. You know, it just didn't seem plausible at the time. Um, but this might have some legs. Now, I, I know I know you guys can't see me, but I have sat back. I'm putting my feet up okay. on, on my coffee table here. I've got a prop back, got the mic. I, I, I hope I sound as relaxed as I feel because I'm going to... Oh, 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 Uncle Alex here is going is to tell you how he, how he sees this. Because you know my favorite game of how good does it look in the jerseys. Right. So I think that has legs in Philly because Kawhi and LeBron both look good in those jerseys. They just do. The, just, the same as Al, just the same as Al Jefferson on the Pacers. Yeah. Just the same as, as the Prophecy Spurs team. Yes. And and just the same as my other thing that I want, which is a little nice uh, Daniel Gallinari on the Thunder. But I think I think you guys might be onto something solely because of the aesthetics. <laughs> I just I It's like, an aesthetically pleasing trade to my eyes. I, I mean if you if you want to put together a team that can compete for years against the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors uh, where 
you know, basically you're going to have Ben Simmons, who was a point guard. He's six foot ten. He's a mm-hmm. point guard. I mean, mm-hmm. that, I think I think we've established that. You would be getting another six foot nine guy that can be a point guard. You can get a, yeah, yeah, another six foot nine guy, and you'd be getting Kawhi, who is arguably the best defender in basketball. Arguably the best two way player in basketball. Best two two way yeah two way player Embiid, and still, if you were able to maintain Dario Saric, who has done a hell of a job the last two seasons for Philly, I just don't know a better way to set up a team than that right now at this moment. I think Sarge would get packaged in the Spurs deal. Well, I don't know because Cubs deal is is pretty pretty substantial. Sure. And if they throw in that 2018 pick and mm-hmm. faults, I mean, the Spurs mm-hmm. are going to get a whole bunch of a whole bunch of things. I I don't you, know. You, you have to factor if, in If I'm the Spurs, I don't want Kevin Love. I ah oh man, like to play center alongside LaMarcus or vice versa? No, I just Like that's I, that's not bad. Against, I mean, you, you, against Against getting a first round pick, Markel Fultz, who was the first pick, and sure. Robert Covington, who is a who's a great player. Sure. So I mean I don't know I just I just but yeah. what Covington in that on the case, Spurs I, I did that I did that in two K it was very good. What in that case? How do you how do you handle Deontay Murray and Markel Fultz together? And I mean you throw Patty Mills into the mix too. Right, because Tony Parker I think maybe has another year at most. Ah, oof! I think. Mm. Whenever, whenever he retires is when Ginobili retires. I think that you're going to lose both those guys the same year. So I don't... Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think those guys will go out together. Uh, I don't know. That's interesting. It's weird to talk about roster continuity of the Spurs getting... <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, this is it's this is unprecedented. I mean, we would have never thought this would. We wouldn't be talking about this. Well, no, because the, the, the Spurs historically are just like that weird minor league, uh, you know, sports league where you're like you don't really like get anywhere. You just age out of it. Yeah, that's that's, that's you just exactly age. You, you age off of the Spurs. But you know, it, there's going to come a time when you know Pop's not going to be there, and I don't sure. know, and I don't. I mean, I don't know how far that culture stretches with his disciples. Well, it's but... I'm it's I'm Ku Doka and uh, Becky no, Hammond. We met Thank Becky you, Hammond. Becky yeah, Hammond. I, yeah. I can't remember the last name. I was like Hannon. I'm like that's not it. <laughs> well, too. Um, I think you know Popovich is going to have some stuff. You know that he's going to have to really make some decisions on down the stretch as well. I can't imagine with unfortunately his wife passing. I can't imagine he's going to coach uh, coach the rest of the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to play a big part in this as well. So I don't know, man. I think that uh, it's going to be a tough situation, obviously, for how that goes. I don't want to see a thing where the Spurs become kind of a mess because that's just not fun. It's not, but it's the nature of the beast, you know? Right. Like Every great team has their run. And and dynasties die. 20, 20, 20, state, 20 straight playoffs, though, right? Is that what it is? It's something like that, and then so many years of, I don't think, of, I don't 50, think of 51 seasons consecutively. I mean, like, it's, they have one of the most incredible runs in NBA history going on right now. I mean, and we're probably getting closer to the end of it than we are anything. Right. So. I don't know. I mean, dynasties have to fall, you know? Yeah, it's, I know. I know. We see it with the Lakers. We saw it with the Celtics. We're witnessing it multiple times over with the Bulls. It's the we're seeing it with the Knicks. We're, I mean, like every every team that has historically had a great run also has a rebuilding time. For sure, and for some teams, it's longer than others, and some teams never get out of of the rut. Yeah. But 
uh, interesting things in San Antone. Yeah. So I know we're running a little over time. So you want to ah. touch on the other series real quick? Yeah. Okay. So right now as we're, as we're recording, Utah's got a six-point lead on OKC. Mm-hmm. That was a very fun game one. Paul George being quote-unquote playoff P was very exciting with his 36 points. <laughs> Paul, I forgot how to shoot. George remembered how to shoot. Yeah. And it was awesome. Uh, so I really like that one. That was that's gonna be a fun series to see how that plays out. I can I can still see that. I could see that going to seven. I can too. I, I think, think it will. I think it's gonna be the series where we're just like, oh, why is this still happening? John Stockton's son's gonna be out on the court with Jonas Urebko, and you're just gonna be like, I hate this. I um I'm really excited to see more of um more of Jay Crowder versus Paul George. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about it a little bit. The Pelicans, man. Rajon Rondo. Playoff Rondo's a real thing. Yeah, dude. Always has been. Drew Holiday has been amazing. Yes. Did, I just want to say, I, I know I discounted Drew Holiday, but did I not say Playoff Rondo was going to pick apart that Portland team? Yep. I just wanted, I just wanted to point that out. I needed you, to, you I, did. I haven't had an Alex was right in a minute. And while this isn't a monumental one, it still happened, and I need to count my, I need should. To, I need to count my blessings. Absolutely. But uh, Pelicans and Blazers is, I think, the most fun. I think, I think Anthony Davis has gotten a taste of a playoff win and now has the thirst for mammal blood. <laughs> yeah, he has. And we're past the point now that just being him, too. Right. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's, this is, like I said, I, I think in terms of the roster of teams that made it, and I'm even still okay with the order, even though it made our last week's podcast pretty irrelevant. Uh I'm 100% okay with every possible route to the finals in this playoffs. I, I wish that it wasn't all seven games. I still wish the first round would go back to best of five. You know, just give me, like, a little bit of a break. Yeah. But uh, in, ter- in terms of what we've been given, it I think this could arguably be one of the best playoffs possibly ever. Ooh. I, hey, every year they get a little bit better. But, I like it. I and like a little it. bit longer. But I think we're, like I said, we're going to get treated to what we thought, what we, you know, what people predicted as Western Conference or Eastern Conference finals matches. We're going to get them in the first and second round, you know, minus like Rockets and Warriors. I mean, we're going to get, we're getting the Rockets and Wolves right now, which was a one and three seed, you know, five, eight weeks ago. Uh, and we're kind of seeing like the emergence of Anthony, of, of, of playoff Anthony Davis. Uh, I don't know. It's a lot of. There's a lot of good. It's a good time to be a fan, as shown by the 15% ratings increase in the playoffs. Yes, sir. Yeah. Indeed. Embiid. Indeed. <laughs> but this has been 48 Minutes, and it does come to you each and every week on podcast services around the globe. And if you like what you hear... You can go to 48minutesnetwork.com, get caught up on any episodes that you may have missed. You can check out our sister show, Court Stormers. And remember, if you are listening to 48 Minutes on a podcast service, you can be listening to Court Stormers on that very same podcast service. Just search Court Stormers. Actually, I think if you search 48 Minutes, Court Stormers comes up before us. I think you're right. (laughs) Whatever. Algorithms. Uh, if you could, if you like what you hear and you want to support us, we do not ask you for any money. This podcast is done out of our we, – we pay for it in our time and our own lunacy. You can support <laughs> us by helping us get found by just – all you got to do is go to iTunes slash Apple Podcasts because I don't know if they're one and the same. 
click the all five stars, write us a nice little review. It's going to only help us out. And like I said earlier, it does not cost you anything but a minute of your time. For all of us here, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Sean. Hail Hayward. Heal Hayward. Houston is fine. Go, team. Good night. <laughs>